the Biden-Harris administration released a propaganda video celebrating the first two years of their accomplishments. All right. Okay. Hey, team. Hi, guys. How are you? What do you think? I think we're off to a pretty good start. I think we're off to a great start. It's I mean, hard to believe it's two years. Indeed, it is hard to believe it's only been two years and the amount of destruction that has been done by the installed and horrible presidency and vice presidency of these two jokers. But I'm not the only one who saw the irony in just a few seconds of this. Uh, check out these this re-edit of the video that shows us the truth of how great slash horrible, fantastically bad the last two years have been under the third term of the O'Biden administration. Well, just remember where we started and all that was happening in our country. And I think the thing that has motivated us is the resilience, the determination of the American people. Yeah, they stuck with right? us. I mean, I, well, I wish people could see what I see sometimes. Yeah. I've been in the Oval Office with you when the cameras are there and mostly when the cameras are not. And what you have singularly done based on who you are, and I mean this in all sincerity, to bring together nations, allies in the world. And yeah, bring them illegally to our doorstep and then give them the red carpet and then transport them wherever they want so they can be a public nuisance and a burden on taxpayers and displace American workers and American homeless and American children in the school systems. Great job, Joe. Great job. You bring folks together in a bipartisan way, uniquely. Well, you're You've very You've been gracious. an incredible leader these last two years. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Isn't that the guy that Kamala Harris called racist, essentially, during one of the debates? Oh, I forgot about that. That's what they're hoping that you forget, folks. This is how stupid they think you are. I really think, as you've heard me say, foreign leaders, it's never been a good bet to bet against America. Yeah. We created almost 11 million jobs, 750,000 okay. manufacturing jobs. Think about that <clears throat> and on top of capping the cost of insulin at $35 a month. What we've done, we have created more small businesses in the last two-year span than any two-year span in history. Of course, that was businesses opening up after the Democrats, of which Joe Biden is one, shutting down and everything with lockdowns. That's what they are trying to gaslight you about. Oh, created more small businesses. No, businesses opened up. And many of them could not open up as they went under because of the crushing lockdowns of the Democrats. Good. And look, we're in a situation as well where we've kind of united the world in a way it hadn't been for a while. And I think people are starting to realize that. That's right. It's called globalism, not nationalism. And people are starting to realize that, like a lot of the people that had TDS and hated Trump. Oh, Trump, he only thinks about America and he's an embarrassment to the world. And now they're like, holy crap, my gas price is through the roof. I can't afford energy. Inflation is killing me. There's a shortage of baby formula and other foods. And um, I just can't afford life anymore. And oh yeah, I'm about to get evicted because I can't afford my new high rent. Yeah, people are noticing. People are surely noticing. What well, you and I have been saying, there's not a damn thing we can't do if, right. in fact, we do it together. More African-Americans have health care. More women are employed 
a decent job. And how about the fact that there is now a name that the world knows, and the name is Justice Katanji Brown-Jackson? Yeah, I don't think people too much outside of the world care about Katanji Brown-Jackson. And more right. appellate court female judges are right. black than all other presidents in American history. Yeah. I feel good about where we are. It's really groundbreaking. We've we got, got a lot momentum. more to do. We got momentum. Got momentum. Oh, yeah, they got the big mo on their side, momentum. All those things that were mentioned uh, in the re-edit of this video. Breaking down, oh, I don't know, things like Hunter's laptop being hidden, reckless Afghanistan withdrawal, the third world invasion of America at the southern border, shutdown of the Keystone Pipeline, Drain America's petroleum reserves and sent it to China. Uh, in highest inflation in 40 years. National debt over $31.5 trillion. Oh, yeah. Great accomplishments, Joe. Great accomplishments. Uh, start a proxy war with Russia. Illegal possession of classified documents. And the list goes on and on, including a drug epidemic and many of my brothers and sisters dying of fentanyl poisoning because of the porous border and the power of the drug cartels and the CCP. And we didn't even mention hardly the CCP. Isn't that crazy? Oh, by the way, I, maybe I should take this back about this starting a proxy war via NATO, uh, uh, started a, a NATO proxy war with Russia. Let, let me share this with you because we have a German that uh, just opened her trap and said the quiet part out loud. Coming on the heels of Germany's announcement to send Leopard 2 tanks to Ukraine, German Foreign Minister Annalena Baerbock has declared, we are fighting a war with Russia. Yeah, said the quiet out part out loud. She said this at a meeting of the European Council. Quote, we have to do more. We, also, we have to do more also on tanks. But the most important crucial part is that we do it together, that we do not the blame game in Europe because we are fighting a war against Russia and not against each other. There you go, folks. There you go. Saying the quiet part out loud. This is not a proxy war. This is a war. Let me tell you, folks, you are watching Open Source News. I am your host. My name is James, a.k.a. BCP. Appreciate you being here. I talk about these globalist powers and how they plot and plan a scheme. And a few years down the uh, down the road, we see the damage that they're doing. Here's the latest from Microsoft co-founder and billionaire, Bill Gates. And he wants to combat climate change. And one of the things he wants to do is stop cows from burping and farting. He invested in a startup company in Australia that is exploring dietary supplements for cows in an effort to contain greenhouse gas emissions. So that's, he's putting his money where his, his mouth is. But here's the thing, folks. You know what's really happening here. They are making the scapegoat animals so that they can get us to not eat said animals and put us on diets of synthetic foods they control. Okay, James, that's some tinfoil hat stuff. Is it really? 
Did you miss my report from earlier today? And how the in Europe, they've okayed mealworms and house crickets for human consumption. That's where you're going to get your protein uh, from, folks, if they have their way. And now we have these online claims, which have been corroborated by others, that the popular Producers Pride chicken feed sold by the tractor supply chain has been altered and that it is now a new formulation causing chickens to stop laying eggs. Now, have you seen the egg prices? I was not aware of the spike in egg prices until someone mentioned it in a conversation and my lovely wife, Mrs. BCP, said, oh yeah, I don't know where she went. It was like eight or nine dollars. I don't know if that's four, 24, 36. I don't know. But it sounded expensive to me and she said it was one hell of an increase. But what are you going to do? We eat eggs. My wife more than myself in that uh, she eats a chicken egg whites and what have you now that she's, uh, I won't say a quasi gym rat, but she's really, really watching uh, her health and weight and being active and what have you. Some are suggesting that this uh, is a deliberate reduction in the amount of protein in the feed, which is causing the reduction in egg production. In nearly 30 something years of raising chickens, I have never gone without eggs, not even just one. And since before Halloween, I have not gotten a single egg until about a week ago. And I switched the feed that I was giving I no longer am feeding chicken feed. I have switched my girls to goat feed. Steel cut oats, black sunflower seeds, and goat feed. I have to say, there's something uh, something to this. If I have to put my little tinfoil hat on, it's kind of weird. Now, before you farmers jump on me, I understand that in the wintertime, hens lay fewer eggs. They have less sunlight because... It's, we're in the winter schedule with less sunlight. But it appears that recent port reports are showing that two of the most popular chicken feeds for backyard chicken homesteaders are Produce, Producers Pride, owned by Tractor Supply, and Do More. And these two feeds seem to be the primary brands mentioned by those experiencing chicken flocks who suddenly stop laying eggs. Now, folks, what's, this, what's behind this? Well, some people may have some ideas on what they're trying to do to our food supply and to us. And some will believe the elites when they say they are doing it to save mankind. As is such with the latest statement from Transportation Secretary and disgraced, useless man, Mayor Pete Buttigieg. He talked about what every transportation decision is, and you'll see it has nothing to do with transportation. Every transportation decision in, in the 21st century is a climate decision, whether we recognize it or not. Every transportation decision is a climate decision. With that kind of attitude and focus, how do we expect Pete Buttigieg, who knows nothing about transportation anyway, to be successful at his job? 
I can tell you where they are successful when it comes to transportation, and that's tra transporting more and more arms to Ukraine. And as the German member there of the European Council you heard earlier in this episode, it's not longer a proxy war, it's an actual war. And Biden today just made things worse and escalated it. Armored capability, as uh, General Austin will tell you, speak, uh, uh, has been what am I doing here? Who are you? And that's why the United States has committed hundreds of armored fighting vehicles to date, including more than 500 as part of the assistance package we announced last Friday. And today, today I'm announcing that the United States will be sending 31 Abram tanks to Ukraine the equivalent of one Ukrainian battalion. Secretary Austin has recommended this step because it will enhance the Ukraine's capacity to defend its territory and achieve its strategic objectives. Of course, Austin agreed to this because one, he is a puppet of the warmongers. He is a warmonger. And because we are in fact fighting a proxy war and are very, very, familiar with the movements of troops and what's really going on in Ukraine because we have people from the Pentagon on the ground. This has been confirmed by multiple reporters, including military reporters from several Western nations. So don't go and try to call it Russian disinformation. So with this being official, what does this mean? Well, the U.S. will also need to send men and women in uniform to operate and perform maintenance on the tanks. Of course, that'll be under the guise of training them. By the way, these are the world's most powerful tanks, from what I understand. The Abrams tanks are the most capable tanks in the world. <clears throat> They're also extremely complex to operate and maintain. So we're also giving Ukraine the parts and equipment necessary to effectively sustain these tanks on the battlefield. And we begin, we'll begin to train the Ukrainian troops on these issues of sustainment, logistics, and maintenance as soon as possible. Wow. Joe Biden thinks we're stupid. Speaking of stupid, you know what will be dumb probably is to not only announce that we're going to be sending these tanks, but that it might be a while before they get there. You know, I'm sure Russia already knows this, but if we are trying to win the war, you know, announcing that it might take a while before we get them there and giving Russia a leg up and a heads up on perhaps strategies they can employ until we get them there. Well, that would just be plain dumb. I would think it'd just be plain dumb to say, hey, we're going to get those tanks there, but it might be a while before they get there. I don't know. Maybe I don't know military strategy. But I think Trump was right when he says it's probably not a good idea to show your cards. Delivering these tanks to the field is going to take time. Time uh, that we'll see, uh, we'll use to make sure the Ukrainians are fully prepared to integrate the Abram tanks into their defenses. Maybe I don't know much about military campaigns. I really don't know much. Or the psychological warfare in warfare. But I think I would have mentioned nothing about the time frame. Or if I did, I would use it to my advantage to show strength. Seeing something like anticipating that our partners will be on board with this. This operation is already in progress and Russia will be surprised with the speed of which we are already implementing Abrams tanks in Ukraine. 
Well, that's, of course, something you would say if you maybe wanted to win a war and not prolong one. We're also closely coordinated this announcement with our allies. The American contribution will be joined by an additional announcement, including that will be, uh, will be ready and available and more easily integrated for use in the battlefield in the coming weeks and months from other countries. You know what? I gave uh, Biden a hard time, but he's right. He has united the world in a way that Trump did not. He's united the warmongers. We've kind of united the world in a way it hadn't been for a while. I'm grateful to Chancellor Schultz for providing German Leopard 2 tanks and will lead an effort to organize a European contribution of two tank battalions for Ukraine. Folks, I hope you're like me and you enjoyed those four years of Donald John Trump as president with no new wars and no conflicts. Because even when we get President Trump back in, in on January 20th, 2025, look how much mayhem they've caused two years so far. What's it going to look like in January of 2025? How many more conflicts or wars or skirmishes? Where will we be? And let's not forget, Russia is a nuclear power. Just the kind of power we want to get into a conflict with now, isn't it? Of course not. I'm being facetious. Speaking of Ukraine and the Bidens, how about a little bit of positive news? The House Oversight Chairman James Comer today announced an investigation into Hunter Biden but specifically his art selling scheme, plot, plan, fraud. Representative Comer sent a letter to Hunter Biden's art dealer, George Berger, or Bergs, seeking information on anonymous purchasers of Hunter Biden's questionable artwork. Questionable whether it's good and questionable if he even did it. Quote, the Committee on Oversight and Accountability is investigating President Joe Biden and his family's foreign and domestic influence peddling schemes. For over a decade, the Biden family has profited from Joe Biden's position as a public official. Your arrangement with Hunter Biden raises serious ethics concerns and calls into question whether the Biden family is again selling access and influence. Despite being a novice artist, Hunter Biden received an exorbitant amount of money selling his artwork an exorbitant amount amount of money selling his artwork. The buyer's identities remain unknown and you appear to be sole record keeper of these lucrative transactions. Of course, that's all by design. So let's see what happens. But the good news is the oversight committee is going to, well, the oversight chairman, James Comer, has launched his investigation specifically into Hunter Biden's art selling Ponzi access, pay for play, whatever scheme. It is. And that's positive. They're going after Joe Biden and his crimes every single way from Sunday. And some interesting news from Meta. They announced today that the company would restore President Trump's Facebook and Instagram accounts. If you recall, he was banned in 2020 for these last few years following what he had to say and what uh, happened on January 6th with the protest in D.C. But then they make this announcement. They just couldn't quietly do it. They have, to, they have to have this laughable announcement. This is from Meta spokesman Nick Clegg. Quote, Social media is rooted in the belief that open debate and the free flow of ideas are important values, especially at a time when they are under threat in many places around the world. 
Really? Then why did you boot President Trump to begin with? Why did you beat boot me? And I didn't even do anything. So much for open debate and free flow of ideas. And why are they doing it now? They say here, especially at a time when we are under threats in many places around the world. No, they're doing it now because they're bleeding cash. I don't know if they're hurting for cash, but they're definitely not bringing in the money that they used to. And Facebook is dying. They said, okay, Meta, let's get on this augmented and uh, reality. And that's not doing well either. Facebook will be a blip in the history of businesses. I don't know, like maybe Oldsmobile and or Pontiac. Actually, Oldsmobile and Pontiac produce awesome cars that will be classics for as long as man is on earth collecting classics. So that was probably a bad example because both Pontiac and Oldsmobile will probably outlive Facebook, which as technology moves forward, will just perhaps be a byline in the history of technology and social media. And then the other story that I wanted uh, to share, those are the two positive news stories. Comer launching the investigation into Hunter Biden's artwork and President Trump being restored. Let's see how, wait a minute, all of this record scandal is now bringing Obama's records and the National Archives into this lie as well. And why is that? Well, simply put, the National Archives had said in August that the agency assumed exclusive legal and physical custody of Obama's presidential records when he left office in 2017, and the National Archives, quote, maintains the classified Obama presidential records in in narrow security, National Archives and Records, near the nation's capital, stressing former President Barack Obama has no control over where and how these agencies store his records. Then, in September, they said it was false that the National Archives had reported that a large number of boxes of Obama's presidential records were missing, with the National Archives adding it was not aware of any missing boxes or presidential records from the Obama administration. Well, is this really true? Because obviously, there are records that are missing from the Obama administration. This is a game of semantics where they're missing boxes, not mixing, mi- missing documents or what have you, because clearly there are records from the Obama administration missing, even though they said, hey, uh, they had claimed as recently as four months ago, five months ago, that it indeed had all of Obama's records. And them saying that, when did they say that? Uh, they, they saying that, seems to coincide with knowledge to the contrary from what we are learning. Okay, folks, I want to end with this. And we know that Corrine Jean-Pierre has been an absolute failure to do her job and answer these questions. So they, uh, they were embarrassed by the lightweight, low IQ, identity politics, diversity hire, Corrine Jean-Pierre. So they ruled out former Pentagon spokesperson John Kirby to come in the briefing room to do Corrine Jean-Pierre's job. And this is Peter Ducey of Fox News. Welcome to Ducey Time. John, how hard is it to walk out of a skiff with classified material? Everybody who goes in to a skiff uh, 
knows what the requirements are to go in um, and knows uh, what the requirements are to go out. Um, you, you know, there's, you can't bring personal devices in and uh, you certainly can't uh, leave uh, with uh, material unless that material is appropriately secured. Fair question by Peter Ducey. Mr. Kirby appropriately answers the question. But this is Peter Ducey we're talking about. There's a method to his madness. And usually what happens to someone in the chain of command if they do leave with a piece of classified material that they're not supposed to have or that is not secured? I think uh, if... This is the moment where John Kirby realizes, oh yeah, I'm talking to Peter Ducey at Fox News. Let me answer this question appropriately, but one that doesn't bury and in fact is propaganda for and in behalf of Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. and his having access and having taken top secret and other classified material out of skiffs and he's now in possession or has been in possession of these things. Pretty simple question from Peter Ducey, simple follow-up question. Mr. Kirby was a little late perhaps in figuring out what was going here, but he, he, he corrects course quite quickly. Remember, the job of everyone here is to cover for the president. If you do it inadvertently or you do it and you, re you realize, you know, you don't have it secured in a locked bag or, you know, you, you, you self-report, which is exactly what the president did, self-reported. Um, but you self-report and you, uh, you make sure that, uh, uh, that you get the material back secured where it belongs um, and that you're transparent about it. So, of course, this feeds in the, into the narrative that the difference between Trump and Biden is Biden self-reported this and he's cooperating and he's making amends and he's doing the right thing, right? And why is he doing all this? What's the other lie? What's the other talking point that they say ad nauseum? Yeah, you in the back of the class. What was that? Oh, that's right. Joe Biden takes classified documents very seriously. How many times have we heard this in just the last few days alone? From a national security perspective, you work in national security. How concerned are you and does the system need reform? I'm going to defer most of the document questions to Kareen. The only thing I'd say here is that... Uh, you're welcome. Um, Thank you. Uh, <laughs> um, the, obviously, the president, you've heard Green say, he takes the treatment of classified material seriously. I can assure you that everybody here does too, and the National Security Council staff. We deal with classified material every single day. You have to do that. We all know what the rules are. We follow the rules. Um, and, and the procedures exist for a reason, and they've been developed over many, many years, um, as the nature of classified material has changed, uh, now down to now include electronic uh, capability. Um, and so we're, we're working at that very, very hard. Yeah, they are working very hard on the soft cover-up, because don't forget, they're still trying to get Biden to resign. And the cover-up is the real story. The question that the mainstream media, media is not even asking why were Biden's attorneys looking for those documents in the first place? What was the predicate for that? What was the catalyst? What's really going on? And of course, if you are logical about this, it is because those documents were there and being shown 
to foreign eyes that shouldn't be seeing it as payment to the Biden crime mafia family over the last several years. Thanks for being here, folks. Just do us a, a, a favor. The biggest favor you can do is to hit the like button and put your comments down below. Don't forget to subscribe and don't forget to check out our other show. Go over to therealbcp.com right now. Join for free and go over and watch episode 184 and watch my latest episode, mini episode. It's just a five-minute video on the latest footage to come out of Ray Epps and the government's attempt to hide this information. I show you the doctored video and the original video. If you want to see that, head over to my other show at therealbcp.com. Until the next one, ciao, goodbye, God bless.